Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 16 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Co Reed. Here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And this is the Rogue Company podcast bringing you all the news that you need to know about Rogue Company. And we have some very, very interesting things to talk to you. Nope. To talk about with you today first thing i wanted to mention was the high-res showcase the cmg tournament all that kind of stuff i watched a little bit of it did you guys watch any of it yeah not a bit yes sir it's uh there was a lot of stuff spread out over a, a, a lot of time here you know over the course of the two days uh, that's when we got the update show. That's when we got, you know, the cre- creation of the new character where the developers talked about kind of their process behind that. Um, and there was a couple other things. But the CMG event was kind of the 10K was kind of the main focus, more or less, of all of it. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they have these people come to Atlanta to do this tournament and they basically set them up new profiles. And they let them play on new profiles, which to me doesn't really make a ton of sense because like the whole time everybody's playing with default skins, default emotes, default everything. And I'm sitting here like, this is a great opportunity to, you know, allow these people to play with the characters with different skins on. Now, one reason that I thought might be, um, why they didn't do this is because if people are just tuning in for the first time, then maybe it's hard for them to kind of differentiate between the characters if they were using different skins or something like that. But the majority of the people that's going to be watching are going to be coming in from a playing perspective. They've been playing the game for a while. Mm -hmm. I agree. So why would you not allow them to at least pick some different types of skins and promote some of these things because i guarantee you there's people out there that like some of these competitors and they like them enough to the point where if they see one of their favorite competitors using this specific skin they may have the incentive from that alone to go and actually purchase that skin maybe there's bugs with some of them i mean that that could be a possibility that there were no wraps no skins but they did have all the guns unlocked yeah, they, mm-hmm. they each account, which is crazy. They unlocked yeah. all the weapons for each account. Yeah, but they had bands even before they did the the character bands for each match. They they had the KA thirty was banned, the Bishop was banned, and the Arbitrator was banned. So you couldn't use those three weapons. Also, Switchblade was banned, Cannon was banned, and was it Umbra? I think Umbra was the the third that was banned. So you couldn't use any of those things even before you started banning rogues. Why? Like, everything in the game's balanced, right? I mean, I mean so we've been told yeah. countless times over and over yeah. and over and over. Did I say over? I, I understand the whole tournament-wide ban thing. Yeah, it, it it really doesn't make a ton of sense. Now, this is a tournament that, that Hi-Rez didn't put on. This is a tournament that First Watch Games didn't put on. This is a CMG, and like 
there's an extent of collaboration between the two. So I understand that this is tournament rules. This is CMG rules. But at the same time, like, you can't expect everything to be perfect. But, like, why ban everything? Like, why ban Cannon? Like, he's not really picked all that much. So, he's not really overused at all, yeah. Or broken in any form or fashion. I mean, I understand that like his minigun is very powerful, like early rounds in in a ranked demolition type environment, but like that's part of the game. I mean, if you're a pro player, you should be able to shut it down. Yeah, exactly. I mean that I mean, that's that's crazy to me. I mean, running in a tournament, you should be hitting headshots. Uh, that's what I was yeah. about to say. I mean, headshots are usually yeah. like pros' thing, their cup of tea. Yeah. So, I, I just think it was kind of odd, and I know that this happens in like it happens in Call of Duty. It happens in in almost any type of competitive environment that they have some type of like tournament specific bans all across the the board, but. It's just, it's kind of frustrating to me. Like, they told everyone to not use the KA-30, so in turn, everyone was using the Sahara. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So then why didn't you ban the KA-30 and the Sahara? Why didn't you take it a step further and only only allow them to pick, like, two or three different assault rifles and, like, two or three different submachine guns? Like, it doesn't make sense. Where's this defined line at? With the maps, too, they I think they let the players vote for which maps they wanted to use. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even have the new map in there. Yeah, that one well, was when it was out. Yeah, they couldn't I, pick wanted. I think it would be more interesting in a tournament setting to not let the uh, weapon mastery be there. Yeah, yeah. make that, them play way, on your account. It, there's a lot more consideration as to what what and who you need to pick because their weapons and their loadouts going to matter. Yeah, and that's why, you know, that's one of the main reasons that we actually talked about why weapon mastery was a bad thing and why it was a negative because it really yep. does strip the the identity to for a lot of these rogues down because it's like, do I pick someone like the Sahara, for example? You've got Cannon and you've got Seeker. Seeker's a great choice because he's an intel rogue. Cannon's a good choice because he's a great breacher and also a great defender. What trade-off do you want to make there in order to access the Sahara? Same, same with the KA-30. Do you want Dima or do you want Ronan? Weapon mastery kind of ruined that in a big bad way, in my opinion. Yep. But um, you know, congratulations to the winning team. Uh, it was a very interesting uh set of matches to watch for sure. And you know, there's a lot of people that are currently coming back into the game in the competitive sense because they're actually having LAN events. And this is kind of, it's kind of polarizing to me because like these 10K tournaments have been going on for almost a year, if not longer. And people have exited the game to go do other things. And now, since there's an actual LAN event that happened, they're coming back into the game to participate in these tournaments to hopefully go to another LAN event that may or may not happen next year. I don't like literally the only thing that's different is you're traveling everyone to one location to play. So I don't know. I mean, it looked like the game ran pretty well, considering, and I was afraid that it wasn't going to run that well. But here we are, you know. 
But anyway, the high-res showcase also gave us some other information, and one of those things is the Glimpse update, and that is one of the main things that we are here to talk about today. And this is kind of a rare occasion to where there was enough time between the broadcast episodes where we actually got the update information, the PTS happened, and then the character and the update was released all in the time span of between recordings. So as we talk about the Glimpse update, we're actually going to be able to give our feedback on the update based off of us playing it as opposed to presenting the information and then waiting until the next episode to actually talk about how it felt. So let's go over here and check everything out. And first up, let's talk about Glimpse for a second. Glimpse is the newest rogue that has been added into the game. She has access to assault rifles and SMGs. Her base starting weapons are the Nightshade and the Knight. Her secondary or her pistol is the P-12K. And her melee is the Kukri. She also has a new gadget, which is the Pop Smoke Grenade. And she also has access to the uh, Simtexes or Sticky Grenades, whatever you want to call them. We'll get into her abilities last. So her perks include Nimble Hands, Hunter, Padded Steps, Stalker, Life Drain, and Tracker Rounds. I don't know what new content means, but I don't think that that is a perk. And then for her abilities, she has the ability to camouflage herself. Basically, go invisible. Yeah. Um, her passive ability is called Slotty, and it says your genetically engineered senses are dramatically heightened, allowing you to detect enemies around you periodically. So let's talk about Glimpse. What do you guys think about Glimpse so far? I think she's going to replace Lancer. She's very, like, very flanky. <laughs> yeah. very, man, you only catch a glimpse of her. Yeah. And then she somebody really knows how to play her. Dude. Yeah, they know exactly yeah. what they're doing. And that hum really noise. know how to play her and move with her. It, you can't really spot her with the hum noise. All you can no. really tell yeah, is that yeah. she's near you. I can't even tell if she's on my no. left or my right in front or behind me. And it really, you can barely hear that fucking hum. She has to literally be, like, sniffing your butt. Mm-hmm. I noticed too. I don't see the shimmer every time. No. Like one time I saw her come around the corner. I could see her. You know, crouch walking. Yeah. I'm like, there she is. You start shooting at her. And then another time, I can. I know she's around me and going past me, but I don't see anything. And I'm so, like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Man. Like, to you use, panicking, she's you know? fun. Yeah. For sure. Because yeah, the exact that exact reason too. Because you can go camouflage. You can flank around people. And you can just mow them down without them really even knowing what's going on. But then when it's vice versa, it's just, it's actually very aggravating because yeah. you can't, like, right now, I haven't been able to counter it. And again, as you said, Adam, you can vaguely and barely see that shit sometimes. Sometime. And then you can't at all. Yeah, then you can't yeah. at all. <clears throat> and padded steps. Yeah. Dude. Oh. Like, she doesn't need that. She's going to crouch Ooh. the whole time being camouflaged. Why the fuck she has padded steps, guys? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so the way that her camo kind of works is like if she's standing up and sprinting, then you're definitely going to be able to, to, to notice her. If she's standing, yes. if she's standing up and walking, it's going to be less noticeable, but she's still going to be very apparent whenever mm-hmm. she's standing still or moving while crouched. She's almost completely invisible to a certain degree. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand the, the idea behind giving a character like this padded steps when you're, if you're going to do a flanking motion, like you said, 
you're going to be crouching. You're going to be moving from cover to cover to be unnoticed as much as possible. Padded steps doesn't help with that. No, but it does help her when she's quiet. When she's on camouflage, and we may not be able to fully obscurely see her, even when she's not crouching, but the padded steps are just like insult to injury, dude. And a lot of times you can tell when she's just padded stepped up on you, because you'll be standing there, and all of a sudden you hear her go into the... Yeah, she just shoots the shit. It's like, oh, she's nearby. Yeah. I didn't hear her run up, but... And usually by then it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. And... So they gave Umber padded steps. They gave her padded steps. Kestrel got padded steps. Like there's a ton of the newer rogues that was actually released. Runway. Yeah, runway in the fir- in the year one, we got a ton of characters with padded steps. And every time the developers bring up padded steps, they're like, it's the most underused perk. It's the most underutilized perk. And I'm sitting here thinking like, and we've talked about this before. When all you play is respawn modes, then padded steps really doesn't matter. But whenever you're playing a single life round based tactical tactical shooter, then padded steps means a lot to a lot of the in a lot of the players that play the game. You're gonna continue to add it so now you can legitimately ban two rogues and still have enough rogues out there to actually get a full team of people with padded steps. And it's very it's very frustrating to the point where it's like either do one of three things, in my opinion, with padded steps. Either A, get rid of it, B, give it to everyone, or C, increase the price of it. And if you just have to increase the price of it in demolition alone, I'm perfectly fine with that. It is it is a very, very strong perk, and it's almost like a good eight to $10,000 perk that people, people shouldn't be saving up for, for padded steps in round one. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be something that you can auto pick up in a ranked or a demolition environment, either round one or round two. This should be something that you actually have to save your money and actually actively work towards and almost puts you in a position to where it's like, do I get the padded steps or do I get life drain? Which one is going to be more beneficial in this specific game? But no, the price of it is so low and it's so affordable that you can say, well, I'm going to buy this perk. I'm going to buy this gadget and I'm going to buy this weapon and I'm going to be good until I get enough money to buy life drain. It, it, it's insane, man. And on us and next three rogues that come out, don't need to have padded steps. No, not at that. I'd say the next five. Dude, how many rogues have been released this year? I think eight. Eight. So, and I was sitting here thinking about it. So we think about it. It's like Kestrel was Seeker, Cannon, and all that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure five out of the eight came with padded steps. Because Seeker doesn't have it, and he was new. Cannon came in, and he was new. And Switchblade came in, and she doesn't have it. Everybody else, though, I'm pretty sure has padded steps. Uh, well, uh, Sigrid, and she doesn't have it. So, oh, you're right. So, so, so 50% of them, yeah, 50% of the rogues that have been released have padded steps, and it is just absolutely insane. Like, bonkers. Yeah, man. It, it's <laughs> and Whenever you go up against a full team that has padded steps, it feels so bad that you just... It is, yeah. You just don't want to deal with it, you know? You don't, yeah, because like the whole time... You're waiting for them to come up, and instead they somehow get in your flank or get in right behind you. You just, you know, you can't figure it out. I mean, of course you're checking your sixes and stuff, but 
And I don't know, man. A lot of padded steps, dude, gets abused. And I'm one of the abusers, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. First thing I buy. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I buy my gun. Another way that they could tune it is like, if you want to keep it at the price it is and give it to the rogues, then you need to give it a movement speed penalty. Like it's I'm still trying to figure out how they don't think nobody uses it. I mean, the majority of the people that play the game absolutely play respawn modes. I guarantee you that That's fine. people that play respawn modes are oh, going to value yeah. the grenades, the perks that give you ammo and life back much more than for sure. Yeah, much more than You're like right. padded steps or bounce back <laughs> or you know, Berserker or, you know, any of those I forgot. Other. I forgot they pay attention to their limited time modes, not to their yeah. actual game modes. That's my bad. I should have yeah, paid attention. Shooter. Don't mean to get into that, but, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> as far as her, her passive ability, I really like her, her passive ability uh, slidey, but I think that it definitely needs some work along with her, her primary ability because even the description of it, you know, your senses are dramatically heightened, allowing you to detect enemies around you periodically. So they're adding a variable in the game that you have no idea what that variable is. It's small. Yeah. It, and to me, like, they don't explain the range. That You know, from, from your character position yeah. out, how far is the range on this? What is the criteria that needs to be met in order to trigger this? And then what is the percentage chance that that criteria is actually going to trigger your passive ability? There's too many question marks involved with this. Now, they could definitely redesign this and say, look, and say, like, we're going to bring the range of it down. Let's say right now it's set at 20 meters. We're going to bring the range of it down to 10 meters. Whenever you're within 10 meters of someone and they do something to trigger it, and sound is one of the biggest things that actually causes this to trigger. So if it's someone reloading their weapon, moving behind cover, grenades, that seems to show a lot more information on your screen whenever you're close to someone so if sound is going to be the cue that actually triggers this to happen reduce the range of it and whenever someone's making noise behind cover whether it be something like breathing reloading or anything like that then have that be the passive ability don't give us question marks as a passive ability i do like it a lot and i think that it is a very very good passive ability but i think that like it makes no sense why it is the way that it is right now. It would be nice to know how big a circle is. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, the little ping that comes up, that's like someone's over here. Yeah. It would be it, cool. Like if like the closer that gets to the top of the screen, they're further away from you. Yeah. And you know, as it, like it, they're closer then it's like, it's down more. Yeah. Like, oh, they're really close to me. Like, right. Something, you know, yeah. people here. It's not really specified, and yeah. it's not specified if she's moving or not either. Like, or if the characters are moving or not, that she can pick up. Like, they could maybe they might be even standing still like the whole time, but yeah. she can pick them up with that. It sensor. could even be somebody it doesn't down. Really say that. Yeah, yeah, it could. If, if mean, you knew how big the radius was, then you could go off of that. Like, okay, well, I yeah. know how big the circle is, so yeah. Well, how many like senses does it pick up? Can it pick up all four players nearby you? It can pick up uh, up to six, which is the max players. Okay. So that's. I haven't seen that. I only seen like one. 
That that's when it triggers, when it decides to meet all the criteria and then give you that percentage odds of it actually working. Yeah. So it's so, like the flip of a coin. Basically, it's a 50-50 <laughs> shot if it's going to work or not. Okay. Yeah. Periodically. It, it and and then it just goes away. Like sometimes it'll be working and then it just goes away and you're like Okay, does that mean that that person moved from behind this cover and they're out of my range? Are they still there? Oh. Is it server related? Yeah, exactly, right? right? Yeah. And then for her primary ability, like I I will say that like having an ability that that isn't a one-time use that go goes on a cooldown after you use it or it's just depleted completely is a very interesting and I think that it's a very good dynamic to have in a game like this. I think that that's going to open a lot of doors up for them to create other rogues in the future that are going to have a similar mechanic, but with a different type of ability. I like that a lot. What I don't like about it is the fact that that also has questions as well, because whenever you trigger it, it's going to take so much of that away. Then there's a bar that represents like the limit that you need in order to trigger it again. And when it gets all the way to the bottom, then it runs completely out. I don't think she needs it. If she's going to run padded steps, you know, I feel like it should be like a one-time use. Like, if they're already going to grant the character Stalker, I believe, or Hunter, whatever, it's one of that, that Hunter or Stalker, and padded steps, plus the invisibility, that it's like a continuous thing. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like that that, they could, that could be a one thing. Because right now what's happening is where this player or whoever's running Glips can just do that freely and as much as they want. Yeah. Like it's kind of like, you know, the most like out of all the activated abilities, there's no other ability like. It. Yeah. Exactly. It's, and that's like I don't know for and I mean maybe to start off with a camouflage character like that, I feel that's like maybe a little too strong. Well, I think that there's ways that they could keep the mechanic the same, but they could also kind of tweak it a little bit to where it actually makes sense. Like why can't the the passive ability feed into the main ability? Now, like, think think of it this way. You have the bar, you trigger it, it uses so much, and then there's a timer, basically a timer set on it, that you're using X amount of uh, invisibility per second, right? Well, what if, like, if they redo the passive ability and make it actually make sense, what about whenever you're within a certain proximity of someone, it actually makes it drain faster? Oh. You see, well, like, if, if there's the more more people, like, yeah, if the yeah. whole team's there, it moves faster. So you can't just sit in a corner and yeah, wait. Yeah. Like. So I, I mean, th they could play into it. Like, like I said, I think that the mechanic is really cool and interesting, and I like it a lot. But I feel like that there needs to be an extra something put in there to like negate some of this. Like whether it be how much she gains back when she's not using it, maybe lower that down a little bit as well. Whenever she's around people, it actually uses it faster. Like there's a ton of different things that they could do with that. Because I like yeah. the idea of of a character having an ability that they can trigger almost at will, but there needs to be some things with within her kit itself that actually is a negative to that ability. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I get what you're saying, too, but because you want the continuous main ability to, like, stay continuous. But then if that's so, then they need to move, take away padded steps. Yeah, I mean, that... Because, again, with padded steps, the character is really strong because, again, she's just, it's too free. It's too much freedom, yeah. I feel like. Because we don't see Dima getting to reload his grenade launcher or Switchblade reload her rocket launcher. 
launcher on free will because they have re- well not switchblade but Dina has resupply. Yeah. Like so why they could have done that to make that kind of continuous. Yeah. But they they didn't. But and so now we have this character that can go camouflage free will. It's almost kind of like the Lancer issue. We're dealing with Lancer that's continuously flanking with us, which has not been a problem lately. They've cut people wow. have kind of like haven't been using Lancer a lot lately anymore. Maybe because people have done figured out her the flanks yeah. and all that. But with this character that's coming in, it kind of still changes it, but keeps the whole formula there. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And it loads so much faster. Yeah, yeah. and then again, yeah, then the Lancer she can, one. She can camouflage, get behind somebody, uncamouflage, beam them, camouflage. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've already, we've only played two knots, and in those two knots, at least ten times, I've had them show up right behind me and have enough time to burn me before I could respond. Yeah. yeah. So, again, if, if they want it to be continuous, again, I think Pattis steps needs to go. And I mean, I don't, I've never had an issue with Hunter. I don't think Hunter is that strong. Yeah, it shows footsteps, but not, you're not going to be paying attention to those footsteps when you're in tight situations, you yeah. know, in extreme situations. When Pattis steps, you know, you could pad step out of a fucking fight and nobody yeah. even know it. Yeah. Hunter's really just good looking for the. When you're when you're alone, when you're alone and you're looking for a flank and you see somebody that straggled off, you know, typically like, that's in demolition you're going, you know, to a point and the other team's trying to meet you at that point. Yeah, right. And you have to think it as a demolition perspective because I mean I'm sure glimpse in like what King of the Hill and Team Death be the main she, mode. Isn't that you know crazy because people probably do keep her in check. You know, she might appear once, but with six players total, that's a lot more players to notice what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. When in coalition, you got a four-man team that literally depends on strategy and depending on flanks and like all that is a humongous factor. And again, this glimpse herself is just he's, he opens so many windows. And again, if she takes out one player, that can turn the tide on the match every fucking time. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Uh, and one thing that I think that they do need to do, like they need to hot fix this immediately is they need to add a more um they need to put more definition in the actual audio cue for her invisibility because yes, it needs to be louder absolutely well not only does it need to be louder and they could turn it up not a lot more but a little bit more but what they need to do is add directional indicators of actually yeah. where it's coming from because like yeah. it's just all around you dude exactly it's so frustrating. The audio doesn't pinpoint it. It's not yeah. like the footsteps. That and that's what you I was going to hear s- someone. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like we've we've learned from playing the game for so long that that audio footstep is king, right? Yeah, that that is shooter, especially like yeah, that is that is going to allow you to succeed whenever you have a character that not that can negate it, and then sometimes whenever she's close to you, like that noise drowns the audio cue of the footsteps out yes. of the enemy team. Yeah, yeah, and then also if we have a glimpse on our team, why do we hear the hum from our glimpse? Yeah, I don't want to hear ours. <laughs> than theirs. That happened last night where he was like, glimpses on us. It's like, never mind, that was Corey. It was Corey, yeah. He went into it when he went right beside you, and it's like, because it makes the exact same sound. Maybe the sound should just be different. Yeah, that's fine. Or not at all. Does it sound different when she goes in and out of it? Or is it just the same sound? I think it sounds the same to me. It's relative. It should be different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, just reverse the audio. 
Yeah. Like she's coming out of it. Yeah. So I, I think all in all that that Glimpse is a very interesting, very polarizing character, and I think that you know, sh- hopefully they'll do some tweaks and a little bit of changes and things to her to actually make her a little bit more viable. All in all, because I I want a rewarding experience playing her, and I also want a rewarding experience playing up against her if I'm able to figure out exactly what's going on and actually get the drop on her. Because when you get the drop on her when she's invisible. Uh, you yeah. f- you feel great about that. Yeah. Yes, you do. When and you then, mow her down, because she don't have enough time to come out of that shit. Like, no, yeah. No, that that is something I do like is how they yes. have the delay for it. That is not just because like if you if she is imagine not if smart it didn't enough. have that. Oh my god! Dude, it's, just instantly came out of it, burning you. Like, that up. You know I'd be I mean? so mad. Yeah. <laughs> came up. Yeah. <laughs> But I do think that this is going to open the doors as far as uh, rogue future rogue design and uh, concept because, like, like I said, like having something that can be triggered over and over again is really going to open the floodgates for ideas for the developers specifically. And I think that we'll see some good stuff come out of this. I think that this rogue needs to be tweaked, but I think that the core design and the core ideas are there and they're good. They just need to go in and make some micro adjustments to the character herself, and I think we'll be okay. I, I really do like her aesthetic. I do like her abilities and her passives. Um, I like her weapon set, except for the nightshade, but that's a whole different topic. But um, mm-hmm. but I do enjoy playing her a lot, and I do like it. I like playing up against her a lot because it is an added challenge. So, I like the direction too. You know, we talked about it before, like. Make the fucking the ults better. Yeah. Like, you know. And some of them, they just have like a launcher or a gun or. Yeah. It's like, give us something, you know, and we're going that way now. Yeah. Like, got the spider, you know, the. Yeah. Like, okay. And it, it, I think that year two of Rogue Company is, is going to be a great year because, and we're fixing to get into this, the Project Saint thing. They said that they're actually going to reduce the amount of rogues that's released in that year span. So in year one, we got eight rogues released. In year two, they're going to cut that back significantly. But they're going to have better kits. They're going to have newer perks, newer gadgets, yeah. and things like that. So I think that that's a good thing. And, and like, they're going to show some love to the older ones. Exactly. And that that's what we'll transition to here. Project Saint. This is the new initiative from... Uh, Rogue Company, First Watch Games, High Res, and this is something, and we'll actually talk about this in the community section later, but this is something that is hopefully going to stick around for a while and that good things are going to come of this. So in 2021, we focused on introducing new content such as rogues, maps, and cosmetics, and LTMs. However, as we close out 2021 and reflect upon the community's feedback, we've seen strong demand for an emphasis on quality of life improvements and bug fixes. We agree, which is why 2022 will be all about slowing down new rogue releases and focusing on the quality of life improvements. We are calling this multi-month effort Project Saint. This will not be a quick fix initiative, but a concentrated effort on heavily requested features such as human backfill, map voting, larger maps, new perks and gadgets, ranked improvements, updates to your favorite uh, modes and rogues and reintroducing a way to customize your weapon wrap loadout by rogue we're excited to hear the community's feedback on these features as they're rolled out thank you for your continued support so in this update we actually got a couple of changes here 
with the Project Saint initiative. The very first one was the weapon name and fire rate. So in the bottom right hand corner where your weapon's at, it's going to show what the weapon is, um, mm -hmm. what class it is based off of an icon that you see in the weapon mastery and whether it's full auto, semi-auto, burst, whatever it is. Also, life. Yes. Also, it introduced um, a unique crosshair for DMRs. I don't like this crosshair whatsoever. I think it's something that should be toggled on and off. You can change it if you want to, but they gave the DMRs unique crosshairs so that when people pick up DMRs, I'm guessing in battle zone, uh, they actually know what they're picking up. Um, for armor, they actually gave uh, feedback for armor. Now, whenever you are shooting someone that has armor, you're actually going to see an indicator on your screen pop up, much like Call of Duty, where you're either hitting their armor and doing damage to it. You, um, you know, damage the armor to the point where it's almost broke, and then you can actually full on break the armor, which also gives you a audio cue once you break that armor. They added in the social aspect, which is going to allow you to block people. And I think that this image is funny because they blurred all the names yeah. out and Saint's face for face some for reason. Some reason. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that's about. That's kind of funny. Uh, but now you're going to have the ability to block players. So if people are spamming you with invites um, over and over and over again, you can cut on do not disturb. But if you don't want to cut that on, you can actually go in and block that person. And that person will no longer be able to communicate with you. And I believe that also extends to in-game mic. Yeah. You won't so, hear them. And I think it's supposed to warn you. Yes. That someone in your on your team is on your block list. Right. Just so you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, they also updated the daily contracts, so they've um, introduced about 40 new daily contracts for you to actually complete every single day, of course, to get um, reputation and experience. We were working with like the same like six or seven for forever, and now it's nice to see other things in there, such as like, you know, do this much damage with assault rifles or get this many downs with a shotgun or whatever it is. That's a nice change. It kind of gives you something to work for on a daily basis. And then they did some major improvements to some of the rogues. The first rogue that they did improvements on was Sigrid. So they increased their, her shield size by 15%. They increased her shield bash damage from 40 to 50. They also increased her crouch movement speed bonus, which was part of her passive ability. So her passive gave her a little bit faster crouching speed, and that actually worked in with that as well. Uh, trench... They fixed the abilities targeter to match the size of the barbed wire. So before, whenever you would like pull the indicator up to throw the barbed wire, the circle would actually be bigger than the actual size of the barbed wire that was deploying. They went in there and fixed that and made that a little bit more consistent. And they gave Vi a new passive ability called Leeching Rounds. So now a portion of the firearm damage you deal is returned to you as maximum HP up to a maximum of 125. So this is the Project Sane initiative. I'm going to start at the top up here. I really like the idea of them putting something in the game like this that is, that is going to be looking at what's wrong with the game, what, what players in the community is actually addressing that needs to be changed in the game, and using those as jumping off points to try to make the game uh, more accessible, but also bring a lot of these legacy issues in check, right? Yeah. Um, I do think that there are a ton of things that they could do other than the things that they mentioned here, like 
you know, larger maps. Like, we're going to get more maps, so why is that part of the Project Saint thing? Just like we're going to get new rogues, that's always going to happen. Why is that part of the Project Saint thing? Um, yeah, I you, thought they were just going to mainly just focus on the rogues. But, yeah, yeah, you know. I, I know, yeah. Um, but but I do like this a lot, man, and and I'm glad that they've 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 got a good direction for where 2022 is actually going to go because they do get a lot of feedback on things like why is auto mantle a thing? Like why can't we have different types of crosshairs? We have a crosshair for the shotgun. We have a cross your standard cross crosshair. Now they're introducing a new one for DMRs. I don't like that one. It feels too inconsistent. But why don't I have a feature where I can actually go in there and set my crosshair as one crosshair across all weapons? Yeah. That seems like it should be something that would be simple to do. You would think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do like the UI weapon changes. I think that that's kind of cool. It does add more clutter to your screen, but at least it's small and in the bottom corner and it's not something that's just like in your face constantly. And I do think that this is going to help a ton of new players whenever they're jumping in the game for the first time as a way to easily reference exactly what weapon they buy. Because whenever you're looking at that buy screen, there is so much going on. Yeah. Like a lot going on that whenever you buy a weapon, like a lot of new players probably don't even know that they can swap and buy a different weapon. Right. So, you know, you know, like it's going to, it's going to help those guys out a ton. And that's the thing. Like if they can bring new players in and these people are having an easier time actually getting into the game and enjoying the game, then that's going to have a forever player, hopefully a forever player at that point. Um, Armor. What do you guys think about the armor changes? Like the I noticed that I have too. Like I've, yeah, well, it popped up, and I was like, "Has it always done that?" No, but I've noticed it. Yeah, it's like okay, I hit something. It's awesome. You know, like I RPG'd something, and I'm yeah. like, "Ooh, a little armor break on the screen." Yeah, I like okay. that a lot. You know. Yeah, and it. Well, it's like get the pressure on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now you know. Yeah. And it feels good. It's one of those things. It's one of those rewarding type things for an individual. Because, like, if you're playing Call of Duty and you break someone. Oh, that's a good feeling. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Even, even though you may not down that person or, you know, get that kill or whatever, just that sound and that notification yeah. on screen means a lot. He's broke. Yeah. And that's, it's very rewarding. And I think that that's a small change that they made that actually helps out a ton, you know? Yeah. Um, blocking players. This is a feature that has, th this has needed to be introduced into the game for a very long time. And it, it sucks that you're only able to block the communication yeah. with that person and it's not a full outright block, which I think the game desperately needs a full yeah. outright block. Well, let's just face it, dude, we would only block people that we think are cheating. Exactly. That's who I would block. Yeah. Because there's no telling how long you're going to play that person until they do something about their... Until you get video of it. And, yeah. The match number, send it in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, then they just make a new account. Exactly, so. yeah. And, like, I don't want a block feature that just blocks that individual or where I, I can't play with them and I won't play against them, I want, like, an IP block. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like Hardware. Like, just... If that person is cheating, 
and they can just go in and take two seconds to create a new account, and then they're going to log back into the game with the same cheats. I don't want to go back up against them people in two weeks. I want to be able Possibly to... Possibly even later that night. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just want a full block. Like I, w- I want to full block that person from ever being in my life ever again. And I know that they're afraid that people will abuse this, and yeah. I've had conversations with a lot of people about the fact that this would be abused and you're right, it would be abused like everything else. It would. But at the end of the day, I would feel better about that. Or crack down on your your suspension of accounts thing here. Uh the daily contracts thing is cool. I mean, I don't ever I don't ever worry too much about the daily contracts. Like I either get them or I don't. Yeah, your I, little three in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the one last night was like when Three team death matches. I was like, I'm not getting that one, you know? Yeah, right. Um, I think that one thing that they can do or that they should do to make this a little bit better is you get one refresh a day, right? So you can click on them and you can go down there and it'll re-roll that contract. I think you should get three. I think because you can beat those pretty quick. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you get one that says, you know, win three TDMs. Yeah, and you, you roll it again. You roll it again, and if the next one's like win three strikeouts, let me roll it again. Yeah. I don't want to play strikeout. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, so <laughs> this is not going to happen, you know? Yeah. But the biggest things here, I guess the biggest thing that we can talk about, actually, is the secret changes. It feels like the community is, like, entirely split and from everybody that I've talked to and videos that I've seen and comments and posts that I've seen on social media, I feel like one of the only people that likes the secret change. Well, dude, I like it. Here's like, look at that photo. Yeah. So here's what I've noticed. You remember before if she was crouched. Yeah. All right. You can't get the toes anymore, but that little top of the head right there. Yeah. If you yeah. shoot at it enough, you'll get it. You know, you'll hit her. Yeah. Now you have to come in from the side or the back. If she's crouched all the way. Yeah. You know, you hit her with like a grenade or something, but yeah, you were blocking all kinds. You blocked the, you tanking the spider. Yeah. It was actually working. Exactly. And yeah. I, and here's what I'll say about it. Like from my perspective is people are upset about it. It is what it is. I think that there's enough hard counters for uh Sigrid specifically that um, it's not a, it's not a question of her ability and her shield size. I think it's a, more or less a question of her gadgets and her perk set, right? Because you've got glitch hard counter, you've got two rogues yeah. with access to EMPs hard counters, you have multiple rogues with access to um, incendiary grenades yeah. hard counters, you have Dima and Switchblade hard counters you have c4 hard counters there are a ton of hard counters yes exactly and i think that where you're going to see a lot of this uh frustration go away a lot of the people that are complaining about it are also a lot of people that play ranked one of the main things that they talked about changing in ranked was that they're actually going to introduce a draft system into ranked Mm mm-hmm and that right there, once someone picks secret and you know that there's a secret on the enemy team, then you can fill your team comp out with hard counters for that character specifically. Yeah. That's how competitive play, in my opinion, is supposed to work. Well, what was the point in having a shield that just didn't work, really? Exactly. Like, 
I mean, how many times did that shield let you down? A lot. Yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot. Like, And now, like, she's been around long enough that we all know the hard counters for her. And, yeah. and if you are worried that you're going to have to go up against the secret, you have a plethora of characters that you can choose from that would that would counter her very, very easily. That draft system's going to help that out. Because you yeah. have to spread it out. Exactly. And have both same teams every time. No, like, not at all. No. But I do like the secret change. I do like it a lot. And I we we may be the only group of people that do like it, and that's fine. But all I'm gonna say is her pick rate since this update come out to the time we're recording this, which has been about three days, three or four days. I've seen more secrets either on the team or yeah. that we're going against than I have since she was first introduced into the game. So the secret change is working as far as play rate is concerned. And to me, I don't think that um, them changing all this stuff back is going to promote people to actually purchase that new sweet secret skin that they've got in the store. Yeah. Because if if you don't enjoy playing the character, then what's the point of buying a skin for that character? It's an ecosystem that we're all having to feed into here, guys. That's all I'm going to say about it. Pickle in. Yeah. Uh, the, the trench change is small, but it was very much needed, and it's very effective. I mean, it's very small, but it is nice to know that like, if I want to try to block these two doorways, I've only got enough barbed wire to cover so much ground. And now you're going to know that before you, you even know throw how much it. You got, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then for Vi, they reworked huh. her passive ability, kind of, because I was editing some footage earlier today, playing with Vi since the new update came out, and both of her passive abilities are working as of right now. You're getting the health back from the poison pulls. You're also getting health back from the weapon shots. I don't know if this was intentional or not. Well, they just never said. Yeah. Remember during the update show when they were talking about it, they just said, now it does this when you shoot people. They never mentioned the other. Not at all. But how many people last night were like, no, nah, it's just the shoot, you know, it's just when you shoot people. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, wait a minute now. I mean, and, and after watching the footage, earlier from me um playing earlier in the week since the update came out it has been confirmed that you're getting both and that's fine if if, yeah. if it's both i don't think it's broken i think it's okay they need to let everybody know yeah they just didn't say yeah yeah like so even the description doesn't say it when you look at the character in there yeah so it i doesn't don't say that anymore on the on the passive side no no so I don't know, man. Like that's kind of where we are with it, but we'll see. And I hopefully the Project Saint changes an in initiative will actually do a ton of good work for the game and actually bring some of these quality of life changes that everybody's been asking for into it. And then be open enough and and have enough, I don't know, good faith in the community that that you're going to take that feedback into consideration because yeah. a very vocal minority of people may want this thing, but it may not be a good thing. So. Take it with a grain of salt, explore the options, and see what you can come up with. I think that that's fair enough, you know? Ask the community. Yeah, exactly. Why can't we vote? Yeah. 
they can not put just a set number of people where it's like we got these 20 people we usually talk to them it's like well yeah what about the rest of us i think that they could they they could put a system in the game where it's like we're thinking of making this change and it pops up as soon as you log in it pops up and ask you this question and it's like we're thinking of making uh we're thinking of taking um life drain from lancer do you think this is a good change yes or no and then just bam hit it with the yes that's a great idea the, yeah right that really is yeah or any game yeah we're thinking about doing this it's a big change you don't yeah. have to do it for every little thing but something like that mm-hmm. you know we're we're thinking about you know changing the price of padded steps a lot of people are going to be like fuck yeah yeah i know because they know they can get the money to get it yeah but you don't want everybody having that shit like right yeah. off the rip yeah so uh, that wouldn't be that hard to do. They already flood us with pop-ups now of stuff that we really don't care anything about. Like, they pop up and show that there's a new Rogan game, and then right after that pop-up goes away, it pops up and says that you have the new Rogue. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. So I understand that if it's someone that hasn't logged on in a while, it's like, oh, cool, we get this information popping up here, and we know what's going on. But like, oh, yeah. give us something useful. Give us something interactive. So... Next up, we have the weapon changes. So to kind of preface the weapon changes, they're basically trying to go in here and they're going to increase the recoil for a lot of the weapons, but they're also reducing the reticle bloom for a lot of the weapons. Um, And this is basically to make the weapons more accurate if you're better at controlling the weapons, which is going to be more skill-based, right? Which is in turn going to change the time to kill of everything. And it's going to be the time to kill based off of a how well you how good you are with a specific weapons recoil pattern right yeah um and i'm just going to kind of fly through these because it's just they're pretty much the same changes all across the board so the aaron l2 12 they increase the clip size from 12 to 15 significantly increase the hip fire accuracy and then adjusted the fov to accommodate the distance the weapon is primarily used haven't tried it out not sure how that is um the HRM 30K increased recoil slightly. The Hydra, they increase vertical recoil and reduce weapon bloom. SLC, they slightly increase vertical recoil and reduce reticle bloom. Sahara, they increase vertical recoil. And the recoil reduction upgrade now provides less recoil reduction. The D40C increase uh, vertical recoil. The recoil reduction upgrade now provides less recoil reduction and they reduce the reticle bloom. The 24S increased vertical recoil. Recoil reduction upgrade now provides less recoil reduction and reduced the reticle bloom. And then the Objection Knight LMPX all got reduced reticle bloom. The Tear got uh, reduced vertical recoil. Um, the Arbitrator reduced the falloff damage and the body damage was reduced from 90 down to 80. And the Bishop body damage has been reduced from 31 down to 27. So, like I said, they're trying to make the guns um, harder to control, but the, there's not going to be a randomness of the actual bloom that's going to be associated with them. Like the way they should have been. Yeah. Like trade one for the other. We should have done this a long time ago. And it yeah. Kind of should have just launched with that. It's like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this is already in the game. So when we were playing this week, this yeah. was all in there. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I can feel it. Especially. Oh, yeah. It's different. Yeah. But it's okay though, because like once yeah. you, it sucks that they've released this like this 
Yeah. Because like late I, in the game. Yeah, because I've learned yeah. the the recoil yeah, patterns. You know, yeah. Now I'm gonna have to relearn. We have to reprogram a what a year and a half, two years. Yeah, exactly. How long has it been? Yeah. Um. So the arbitrator, and we'll talk about this in the community section a little bit, but they they're trying to tweak the arbitrator a little bit to make it a little bit more forgiving to go up against, I guess. Um, yeah, but it's still very I mean, strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. And then the bishop body damage reduction, you know, that makes sense. The weapon is very powerful, but at the same time, like it doesn't tell you if this is optimal range, like you yeah, really they give you nothing. Yeah. You, you really have to go in there and test it out to see. So I think that these weapon changes are fine. I'm, we talked about this forever ago. I'm ready for them to stop making weapon changes. Yeah. Just do what you need to do to the weapons and be done with them. Like you made the time to kill, uh, take one less bullet. So you up the damage for everything. Like we've yeah. been, we've been through this whole rigmarole. We've How many been times? Through it a lot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Lot. And with the TTK, you know, the way that they flipped it with the reticle bloom and everything, that was probably built for that. Yeah, exactly. And that didn't work, so that's like, okay, so now we'll just balance the guns for real, I guess, because yeah. people didn't like that. And it's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, nobody liked it. I definitely it. want it to be based on skill. Yeah, for sure. Like, why you would know? Well, I don't want some nine-year-old kid shitting on me. Yeah, right. Because he's getting lucky with his shots. It's like, yeah, not fair. We're all about being fair at high-res, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... There's that, you know. Uh, I'm not going to go into the map changes where you can get up on the, on top of stuff because, I mean, it is what it is, you know. What about the one that was on the wall? Remember last night? There was a switchblade like in the wall, could look through it. Yeah, yeah. It's on the speakers. So What was that? So whenever you scroll down to see the vice uh, map changes. So on a lot of the maps, what they did was they went in and they... They made some space to where you can actually get up on top of certain things in certain maps. So, for example, um, canals is one of the biggest ones. So canals, you can actually get on top of a lot of these boxes or crates, whatever you want to call it, on top, on top of the buildings, on top of the shipping containers. Like, there's a ton of stuff you can get up on top of. Same thing with Wanted. You can stand on the statue now, and you can also stand on the fruit stands. And then Vice, you can stand on this little tent thing that's in the corner here but you can like there's no collision for the speakers so you can actually get up there and actually walk through the speakers i don't think that you can shoot through them i'm not 100 percent sure about that but I think she was just hiding inside of it yeah so i don't know like why they the collision detection needs to be added back in that so that it's an actual object in the game instead of like yeah. being able to clip through it um, and then favelas, you can now stand on the panther, which is kind of cool. And I think that you can stand on the tree in favelas, like on the yeah. B, B site. So, yeah. so they made those changes to all those maps. Um, the last thing that I'm going to hit here is the battle zone changes. Now, I'm not going to go into all the damage changes that they made specifically for battle zone, because if you want that information, you can go to the website and look at the patch notes for that don't really care anything about the damage that they tweaked on them because like don't let it interfere with the rest of the game. And that's what yeah, they're links, doing here. Links in the description. You yeah. Know? Yeah, exactly. So these are some of the, the changes that they made to the actual like gameplay of the, of the mode itself. 
So they reduced the friendly fire damage. They reduced the circle damage. They added pop smokes into it. Uh, armor now drops when you eliminate a player. Uh, Mythic Claymore swing damage has been increased from 100 to 125. Armor? Le yeah. Lethal upgrades cost uh, increased from 1k to 1.5k. Revived health changed from 50 to 40. And C4 cost reduction from 3k down to 2k. They also changed the artwork for the crates. Now the, the whole crate's a solid color, which I, is kind of cool, yeah, I guess. It does know, look better. Whatever. So um, these are not the battle zone changes that I was hoping for. Well, we talked about the one where they drop armor. Yeah, and that's fine. We talked fine. about that. Yeah. That yeah. was one that we talked about in the, 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 I guess, was it the last one? Yeah, I think it was. Right after battle zone, it was like, why don't they drop armor? Exactly. Right. Everyone drops armor. Like in games, like yeah, give me. So we got one good change out of it, but the rest of them, like the circle doing less damage, then that's a huge plus because you can actually use that to your advantage and make plays. Reducing the friendly fire damage makes sense, but like it's still a terribly, it's still a terrible version of a battle royale. I don't like playing it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. And if you really want to impress me with Battlezone, then go in there, rethink it. And I don't think that that's going to happen. And we'll get into that with the community section. But I don't think that that's going to happen. So that is the Glimpse update. All in all, I mean, for the most part, it's been a pretty successful update. There's been a lot of weird things happen with like... You're not getting battle pass experience and you're not, you know, whenever you complete challenges, you're not actually, it's not recording that information. And like glimpse, whenever you go to the, the profile and actually see how many downs and deaths and all that stuff. Oh you yeah. Have, doesn't even work. It's zeroed out. They were supposed to put yeah, a hot fix in. Added in. Yeah. They're supposed to put a hot fix in for all of that stuff. I think the hot fix only fixed like the, the battle pass experience or something like that. But like, it's a it's an average rogue company update. You gotta give them a fucking little shout out for the two hundred and fifty bugs. Oh yeah, but for, like you know, yeah. don't fucking pop a bottle of wine and a cigar like there's more. Yeah, keep it coming. Yeah, how about another two fifty on the next one? Like, yeah, you know, I think that they definitely need to uh, keep that consistency whenever it comes to um, yeah. To, to their bug fix initiative that they and that's nice yeah it that's is a lot of bugs dude it is and, and that's great that they fix 250 bugs and then there's known issues down here at the bottom it's nice that they're actually putting the known issues so that people can kind of report the the match ids and try to give i guess a recap of what happened to cause yeah. this to happen you know what i mean because that's how the, they're they're actually trying to fix things, so they need that information. Um, the next thing that I wanted to talk about here, and this was actually posted on the Rogue Company Twitter page. Now, I'm going to use this as a jumping-off point for uh, referencing what happened beforehand. So, this post says that our team wanted to say thank you for your reports over recent incidents around cheating Along with easy anti-cheat, we have taken action on 400% more accounts than usual this week and will continue to aggressively chase any player who resorts to cheating in Rogue Company. So there was a post that went up 
maybe a week or two ago where they wanted you to go in. They want the clips. They wanted, yes, they wanted to go in and, and they want you to record you know, someone that you suspect of cheating and they wanted you to, they wanted you to submit the recording, the match ID and everything else that you can submit so that they can investigate this stuff. So what this tells me is that they have been completely overwhelmed with reports through the reporting system that nothing is getting through at this point. And the the easy anti-cheat dude is just, I guess, easy to get around because yeah, it just said it's not, you know. Yeah, it's not doing anything. I mean. Yeah. But the, remember the remember that mass ban they had where they just were banning like random people? Yeah. Whatever happened, I never saw any of those people pop back up. I don't know what happened there. Like just Well, there's there's did you people get your account back, did you? Yeah. There's people in the comment section that are still talking like my account got banned, but I'm not cheating. Please review everything, all this kind of stuff. I don't know what's going on. I don't know well, if like, dude it's not surely there's a cheater in there that's like i wasn't cheating but yeah they can't all be cheating right you know like most of the time when you get caught you're like oh i got caught fuck it i knew it was gonna eventually happen i'm not gonna draw attention to myself yeah exactly so a lot of those people are probably telling the truth yeah yeah and then my thing is is like they've done uh 400 more right Uh uh-huh but what does that mean because 400% of, of four people oh. is 16 people. You see what I mean? Yeah, they don't, there's not enough information there. That's Yeah, like, is it 400%? I want to see an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, I would love that. I would love to dig through this data, for sure. Yeah. Like, I would, too. Data digging. Yeah. Yeah. If they release an Excel spreadsheet of like pick rate, ban rate, and play rate of rogues and perks and weapons. I want to know how many people. Holy shit. Yeah, I know, right? I want them to tell us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to know. Yeah. So, so yeah, but, but it's, it's, it's interesting that they resort to try to negate the cheating is like, we want you to record this, and if you it's can't, not my job though. Yeah, if you can't I'm record it, the game. Yeah, figure out how to get the footage. A lot of people can't. Exactly. Exactly. Like I just want to play the game. I don't yeah. want to have to worry about. I don't record every game. Yeah. Every I, game I play, you don't even know. You don't know if there's a cheater or not. Exactly. You know, you play the whole first round. You play a team that it's like they're new. Yeah. Which yes. makes sense because none of their characters have any levels. But then when it turns, holy shit, dude. Yeah. Old They're the best baby. team ever. Yeah, for sure. That happens so much. And that makes sense if you want to like avoid it happens being more detected. Time than not. Yeah. You know, it's like <clears throat> lose the first half. Even dude, you'll get someone down, you one more point you win. And you they know, bring it back all the way. Yeah, they'll rough house it, just, you know? Yeah, stomp your ass. Just yeah. it's like damn. So that's all that I had for the news section. Like, I mean, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about or, or discuss before we transition into the community section? All right, everyone, this is the community section of the unofficial, official, unofficial rogue company podcast broadcast. This one's going to be a little bit different. So this past Friday, from the time that we're recording this, they actually did another fireside chats and we actually got the information of the fireside chat the full thing from green boy so green boy 
Thank you so much for sending us this so that we can break it down and actually talk about some of the community issues that they brought up to the community manager. We're actually going to take this information and what she has to say, and we're going to analyze it a little bit. We're going to break it down just a hair and actually see what is going to be happening. But in the future, if you want to contribute to the community section of the broadcast, you can join the Discord. Link is in the description down below. There is a place called the Broadcast Contributions. You can tweet at us at broadcast or send us an email, broadcast at gmail.com. So in this first clip that we have here, I titled this Community Manager Doesn't Know. And this is kind of an explanation of her coming into the company and where the game was when she came into the company and how we can do better as a community to try to get some of these things addressed and fixed a little bit more quickly. So let's check this out. So if there are things that say have been broken for months that you guys know about, uh, I might not know about it unless um, unless it's something that someone has told me since I arrived here at high res. So um, if that's the case, if there's broken achievements, for instance, I'm really, really sorry. Uh, one thing to note about achievements, if they feel broken, is that achievements don't transfer over. So if you move from, say, Xbox to Steam, those achievements aren't going to move over. What? So uh, if you're feeling like an achievement is broken because you've moved platforms, it's because you've moved platforms. The achievement isn't necessarily broken. It's just they don't transfer over. So uh yeah if you have a bug that you're just like it's been broken for a year why hasn't it been fixed um i might not know about it and if i don't necessarily know about it i can't go to qa and let them know that that is broken but yeah she's talking about achievements like you get Steam achievements. You get Xbox achievements. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. I don't think Epic even has. Yeah, Epic. Well, do they? Uh, yeah, they they have the achievements. I think what she's talking about is the in-game achievements specifically. So those don't transfer. So if the boys over here go out and get a PS5, which will eventually happen, right? If yeah. They stay with PlayStation. Their achievements won't transfer over According with their to- account. Uh, their account will transfer, but according to this, the achievements yeah, like will not transfer. So the first, you know, match they played. Yeah. Like all those old ones. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. And that's fucked up. And what's even more fucked up is like, I don't know if there was a community manager that was part of this beforehand. Like I thought radar was supposed to be that, but they didn't we pass. definitely heard from her more than we ever heard from him. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, and and they haven't passed the information along. It's like, oh, some people are having problems with this very unique situation. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, like, why was this information not passed along from one person to the other? But at least, yeah, but at least now, like, we know. Oh yeah, like it's on record. Yeah. So basically, what she's saying is like a lot of the bugs or anything like that that's happening in game currently, like. If she doesn't know about it, it's not going to get addressed. That means that you need to reach out to her in some form or fashion. And the report system is kind of convoluted at this moment. So I don't know how she wants to go around doing this. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, send her a message on discord, Twitter, whatever. Because if, if you're having problems, there you go. Like, that's it. You know what I mean? 
So this next clip is about the Project Saint initiative, and this is going to continue to come up through a couple of these clips, the whole Project Saint initiative. But this is kind of the first time that this was addressed, and this is a little bit of feedback that we actually got from them. Project Saint is something that we are not planning on dropping. <laughs> I know that there has been concern about that on Twitter. Is this something you guys are just doing for one release? And then no more releases after that? Absolutely not. This is something that we want to continue doing uh, throughout the year. And you're going to see not just bug fixes and the quality of life changes, but you're also hopefully going to see some community events and programs and, and even like things like a stream or streams uh, that come from that. So um, but basically, this was my concern with the Project Saint thing to begin with. It's like we had the anti-cheater slash exploitation initiative. We've had the backfill uh, AFK initiative. We've had like several oh, of these initiatives yeah. happen. Then they just go away. Then they, they just, yeah, the, yeah. the cheater initiative yeah. was mentioned once and then yeah. just never talked about again. Yeah, exactly. It was like, and that's the, that's number one. That's job one. Yeah, for sure. Right. But. So, so it, it's nice to hear the community manager go on full record and say that this is something, at least through the course of 2022, is we're going to see Project Saint pop up in every single patch notes. And if it doesn't pop up, then there will be people out there that will be sure to ask about the Project Saint initiative. Well, we will for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't drop the ball. Uh, so this next clip, it's actually a little bit longer than a clip, but this next uh, <laughs> clip. Yeah, see that now. Yeah. Uh, they're actually talking about map removal and patch notes. So there's been several maps that have been removed from the game. I didn't even know anything about this until last night. What maps? Like um, Favelas, I think, is one. Factory. Removed? Well, yeah. well, they said there were five. Are this what they're talking about? Yes, this is it. Oh, okay, okay. When yeah. you said removed, I thought like for good. No, 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 no. And I'm like, wait a minute, now what? They took maps out. No, I guess they've been disabled. Okay. Yeah. So, but this is a clip about that, and this will kind of go into um, what's been removed, why it's been removed, or I guess disabled, and about how the patch notes are. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but like over the last several updates, I've had to go in and actually sift Excellent. through the patch notes yeah. that they put up to try yeah. to figure out what the hell is going on with everything. So she goes a little bit more in-depth with this, and there is a little caveat at the end. She started in April. The canon update patch notes were uh, fucked up. She yeah. was here for that. So let's check it out. <laughs> I'm interested to hear it. Yeah, me too. Uh, the maps will be back in 2.1, which is the first patch of year two. They were removed so that design could do some work on them. That's not saying they've been reworked or redesigned. Um, what I was told from design whenever I met with them on Tuesday was they were removed to do some work. Uh, they always plan to add them back in, but unfortunately this did not make the Umbra patch notes. So uh, I, I literally the in work? the meeting, I was like, did this, was this in the patch notes? And and the team was like, I think they were they were in the design, like living patch notes that design runs. And uh, they did not make the patch notes for uh, for release. And sometimes this happens because the team can frequently work on things up until the last possible second. And by the last possible second, sometimes I mean like literally the last possible second. Literally. Like say, 
um, the uh, the glimpse update goes out on the Tuesday, right? Oh, they were he locked. Found the invisible crates issue on Monday yeah. night at 10 p.m. was whenever I found out about it. The patch notes were already locked. <laughs> so they were already staged, basically. They just had to have me hit the go button. And they had already been passed to our localization team. And localization is the, the team on any for any studio that translates. And I didn't want to throw things into the wow. known issues on our patch notes. Like, yes, I could go in there and change it. But then for, say, uh, German patch notes, they don't have that. So there's no parity. And if their community looks at it and goes, like, what is this extra line? I don't know what this is. Like, that's that's kind of, that's kind of, crummy to our partners and and also our community uh that is our non-english community so um i instead try to keep kind of that running known issues and i make sure that the, the rest of the community team knows about it as well so uh let's see i think there was something else i was going with here oh it had to do with the the glimpse the um sorry the uh the maps being pulled so yeah we we talked about it in the in the design um the design meeting i had on tuesday and um i i was like can we please can we please uh not do that in the future like pull maps and then have it miss the notes because our players are really upset and even i was like yo we we pulled maps like did did we remove those maps? Like, was that permanent? Like, why did we remove the maps? Um, so, uh, even I was taken know by nothing. surprise, and I hate being taken by surprise. Like, please, I know, do not take me by surprise. Um, <laughs> so I was like, please let that not happen again. And they were like, yeah, it's gonna get better. And and um, so patch notes in the past were kind of like cobbled together by um by members of the community team, members of the design team it's basically like think of patch notes like i've worked i've worked on patch note processes in other studios but uh -huh. in the past imagine that you're putting together notes of changes and i don't know if <laughs> any of you work in software engineering but let's get like a google spreadsheet and everybody has Jira, access to it and does she just literally tell us what a patch note is you can create things jira called tickets and so imagine that you just get like a bunch of tickets heaped on you. They're like, yeah, we think these changes are going in and they're all in dev speak. Well, and you have you to think? then take yeah. like say 300 tickets and then convert them into She's a talking long about list previous projects so player speak. And then sometimes like the descriptions <laughs> in Jira tickets are not really clear like and so for me with say bugs whenever i put in bugs i frequently have it's it's like it's called a kanban board but it's basically like three rows like trello and i have the pat the the ones that are like really important and pertinent for patch notes and the other ones that are like changes that maybe players don't necessarily see but they're still important and I have to look through those and sometimes I read it and I'm like, what does this even mean? And I have to open the ticket and like watch the video of the bug to understand what it is. Wow. So imagine you're handed like a heap of like 300 of those. And they're like, make these patch notes. Yeah, like, that's doing my job. And these days you're not there. Have, you don't know um, what's going on in the game. That basically runs what's like. called living patch notes. And so anytime a designer makes a change, it goes into those notes. And ideally community has sent those changes. Uh, and then I look through it and PTS notes are always kind of rough because we just were like, Allegedly. yes, it might change. Like some of the stuff might change. Um, 
But for like the final notes, I take those final notes. I generally track down a bunch of designers. I generally will track down brand or whatever. Allegedly. I'm like, is this, is this making this release? Like, is this making this release? <laughs> like, I remember there was, there was some change like two or three patches ago and it wasn't in the notes. <clears throat> and I, I was like crawling up one team nonstop for four days. I was like, is this in the notes? Is is this in this release? And they're like, I think so. And I was like, I need to know if this. I mean, is in this yeah, release. you oh, think so? Oh, how did so. count boosts? Uh, not ticking down whenever you guys were were in a lobby. That's right. They're like, I think it's in this release. Like, are you sure? They don't have enough this employees. Release? Like, the community will destroy us. And she's working remote. Patch note, and mm-hmm. it's not. That's you can't walk release. up in somebody's like, face and I be like, don't Yo, think you know like how much I will be lit on fire <laughs> if this is not the case. And so for like four days, I was just like living in the QA channel. I was like, is this in the game? Like, have you verified this? Like, is this absolutely <laughs> in the game? So um, so a lot That's of what I do hard. is not just with patch notes. It's not just like beautifying them, making sure there's like <clears throat> periods on everything and that <laughs> they're readable and running them through Grammarly. I know there was a joke about that with someone on, on Twitter. They were like, who does the patch notes? There's so oh. many typos. And those were... Oh. <laughs> Those were those were like the, some of the old day patch notes. Now I try to run run through them or things That's like that. Somebody on Twitter. And they were like, I'll buy yeah. you a Grammarly subscription. And I was like, I just started doing them and I have a Grammarly subscription. A lot of what I do is is also just sit and the future patch notes were better. I'm like, is this you know? is this yeah. the notes? And like trying to keep kind of the, the mental post-its of the things that I've talked with the team about previously and, and heard will be in the notes. And um, then if they're missing, being like, hey, like, is this a thing in this release? Is it in another release? Like, what's going on? I heard it was in this release. So, um, yeah, uh, sometimes things slip, like the maps, for instance. Like, if I don't know about it, I can't verify with someone. And so, basically, it just turns into me begging. What is your during, job uh, to know that? Meeting, being like, hey, yo. <laughs> Can you make sure that these make the notes? Because our community is really oh. mad, and I was taken by surprise. <laughs> so mean, yeah. So yeah, like that's um, it's it's amazing working in a company myself that has a very very large problem with communication. Yeah. And then we're servicing individual customers, right? That yep. is that is a completely different environment from putting something out into the world yeah. where your customer base mm-hmm. is 20 million people, allegedly 22, 22 million people. Allegedly. Yeah. So, wow. Th- there needs to be, th- there's a, a full breakdown of communication. Yeah. That basically what it comes down to. It's a full, just a full breakdown of communication. And yeah. I will say the patch notes have gotten better. Yeah. There were a, there was a lot of patch you notes. You had to make your own. Yeah, I yeah, mean, were like two podcasts. I was about to say, yeah, maybe yeah, three. Same thing. Yeah, it was a couple. I mean, having like, to literally break it down and decipher what had to look the patch notes meant, or yeah, well, he yeah, had to he, look at the patch, patch notes, notes and then the go back and watch had. the video. Yeah, of what they actually they said. Just like, missed some minute. things. Yeah. Griffin provided more details and more actual. Well, it was almost like. <laughs> She didn't watch the video. Uh, or it doesn't seem like she's... Busy. I don't know. I mean, she apparently she's not really paying attention or watching the bug issues because people are constantly uploading videos of bug issues. I mean, Griffin and himself. 
complaining I mean, on Twitter. I see a lot of it. Like, why would you not want to be trying like, to find this? There's like two or three people on Twitter that she could follow to get almost every fucking bug. Like, legitimately. Yes. Right. Well, I, th- I think what she's talking about is like, they take a. Basically, whenever they recreate a bug in game, they record that and then they record also the fix to that, like in game, and they zip all that stuff up in a support ticket, which is like we use support tickets at work and we use a Kanban or a Kaiban yeah. board, whatever you call it. We use that as well. And you, so they recreated it. They were probably examples of it that the community submitted. And then there's also fixes in it. And that's yeah. zipped up, packaged up, and then sent over to her to decipher. But my my question is, is like when they do an update show or this week in Rogue Company or anything like that, there's a script that they're going off of. Yes. Allegedly. And, and you would think that everything would line up except for things that like the bugs, which are not addressed in that stuff, unless it's some type of a major nah. bug that's going on. Or if it's something that they got in last minute, like the PTS update changes compared to the release changes with the Bishop and like the arbitrator and all that kind of stuff. Those what's up were- with all the maybes and I guesses. Yeah, well, dude, she's going off the cuff. Yeah. Dude, y'all, she's at the bottom of the totem pole, man. Yeah. She's it, at the bottom. Why she the catch, she's a catch all. And just like, I will say this though, man, she's done way more than the last person did. Oh yeah, for sure. He never went sure. live. He never talked. He, Oh yeah. I, as far as I know, I, all I ever saw was just him get tagged a lot on Twitter. That was yeah. it. Like yeah. I said, I'm not trying to bash her. I'm just saying, like, for somebody that's supposed to be running well, over all these, she's got a lot of weird shit. Yeah, and like they all, she for also sure. said, like, she has the one, um, like she has the, the button that actually, you know, she's supposed to be the one that's, that says go. Why is it that she's not the one taking it to the executive team? Why does the executive team already know it before she does? Well, they just send her the notes, and they're like, this might be in the thing. It's like, don't send me a note unless it's in the game. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. But the, again, it takes like it seconds to just add that oh, to the spreadsheet. She didn't even know need. about the map removals. Yeah. Well, they didn't and tell her. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, why, and it's like, what the fuck? Why does this communicate? This is why. The, it's like remote, a dude. procrastination. Imagine like. doing your job remote. Yeah, you know how hard that is. I have to. I've had to I do that a lot do. working on. I can't say I shit remotely, and it's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like man, Again. if I was just there, I could. But Again. like Griffin, do your job. Oh, on the phone only all day. Everything Bad. you have to do, you have to do it on a phone <laughs> or a Discord channel. It's like, like I said, I'm not trying to bash her. I'm just saying, like, no, I'm not saying for that. somebody that's trying to that she's trying to run it, she really acts like she doesn't know what's going on. She well, don't. yeah, that, and that's the thing. <laughs> there's not enough. There's not enough clear cut communication from from every different department down to it. It all needs to funnel through one person, and it happens to be her. So, and that's yeah. where, and that, and that's where the problem is, is because you've got the development team working on this one thing, and they're excited about it, and they want to showcase it and all this stuff. But if that doesn't get filtered through her and then presented to the community, then all of that's for naught. So you would think that there would be a, a proper flow chain, you know, a flow here to this. Like, if I was going to structure something like this, then you would break it down to where you have all the different departments side by side. You'd have, like, the department leads, and then above them, yeah. you would, you know, it would it would flow up from there to one Thank person. 
Yeah, and then yes. it would and it would flow. Everything would flow down to one person because, like, I, I imagine you've got the different <laughs> departments, and then everything from them flows through QA. Yeah, right. Allegedly, yeah. and then Allegedly. Every, yeah, and then everything from QA should flow down because they should be the ones that's going in there to verify what's going on. Yeah, they're the ones that should be going in there to say that this bug has been removed or that this uh, weapon has been changed uh, accurately or that this you know, balance change or whatever it is. So, but to me, it sounds like there's not a consistent flow yeah. down. It seems like there's a consistent flow to one side left to right. And that's where the issues are all coming in from. And it's, I feel bad for her because like, she got first, through under the bus, dude. Legitimately. She got through yeah. under the bus big time. And then now she's trying to do everything that she can to try to help the community out and to bring all of these issues and topics up to the development team. And it's like, there's so much backlogged, first of all. And then second yeah. of all, she can't get the information that she needs from the team that she works with. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. Yep. Because so, it's like, they're just oh. saying, I don't know. Did we, did we? Remove yeah. the well, we might. We might have time. By the time what? the information reaches her, that's a press release. You're putting that out there. Yeah. That should yeah. be what it is. There should be no, like, is it? Yeah. Like, I yeah, mean, why are you even telling her? She don't need to know about <laughs> why are you telling her about the babies. Yeah. Tell like, her about what you're actually fixed. Give it to her. Yeah, exactly. I just, I feel like they should know, like, when they're doing map removals and which update is being done so that she, they should, yeah, and what maps so that way they can get yeah. to her. It's literally the team. Like, the team's literally just telling her, we don't really know. So this next clip is going to be uh, talking about ranked, and of course, it's going to feed into the Project Saint stuff as well. And I think that there's some pretty pretty interesting information here. Will more ranked rewards come with Project Saints? I can't talk about rewards because I, I simply just don't know about rewards. Um, we know that ranked is... So here's my feeling about ranked, and I think this speaks for a lot of the team, is ranked is incredibly important to our players that play ranked. And... That competitive scene is also very important to our players that play ranked. Um, while that's not the majority of our audience, we know that these players are like hyper engaged with Rogue Company. They are really dedicated players, and they deserve our respect. And they reserve um, the reserve. <laughs> close, close. Um, and and they deserve uh, you know to have a better experience because right now I think ranked is kind of in want to say like it's a lame state but it's in a state where you play through a season and for instance like two releases ago or three releases ago before battle pass four battle pass three uh points weren't even deducting right and that was an issue that took dev a long time to resolve and i remember whenever battle pass four was coming out i was like please tell me this is fixed <laughs> so um it's like things like that can stick around, right? And so you have something like that 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 kind of ruins the competitive integrity of of ranked. And then all you're given are rewards that I know that some players are saying like they've told me that they're rank three rewards. They still haven't received them. Which, by the way, if that's you, please put in a ticket with high res support. Uh, but that kind of I think that kind of investment for a low ROI does not feel good. As someone who used to play competitively, uh, well, competitively, I, I mean, play ranked. I wasn't like, wasn't like at nationals or going to a, I wasn't, I wasn't like some of, some of the 
players, uh, some of the some of the members of our team that played Halo competitively. But I, you know, I used to play ranked in League of Legends. Um, for example, I played ranked in Overwatch until I got yelled at one too many times in voice chat. Um, and sorry, taking a mm-hmm. breather. And um, I know that we want to improve that experience for Rogue Company players. Uh, so one of the Allegedly. things is like pick ban. I know it's something that we've Allegedly. talked about with Project Saint. This was discussed last year. So there's a lot with Project Saint. I know that last year, to give you guys a little bit of insight into Project Saint, um, last year I was pulled aside by some uh, of like leadership stakeholders in Rogue Company, and they asked me, you know, what are the top suggestions, feedback, things that players really, really want to see in Rogue Company. And I gave them a pretty extensive list. Um, so one of those things is an improved rank, ranked uh, uh, play, improved rank play. And just generally, like pick ban would be huge, like better rewards would be great. Like I, I mentioned it would be really cool if we had like a ranked skin like i i last year spitballed the idea of like what was our most played rogue of that year and give them a skin you know give them like a metal skin or something something cool for players who achieved like something special that year um so i kind of spitballed these ideas to the team uh but i know that they've asked like what are essentially the really really big things uh that players really want to see and ranked is on there so i've I've tried to make sure that all of your top suggestions, all of your top feedback last year made it to the dev team, hopefully for Project Saint. And the good news is things like Block was one of those things and made it into Project Saint. So very happy about that. Very happy. So basically what I heard from that is, um, and this may change, of course, but the, the core group of people that play ranked is very small. And she said it, the ROI, right? Return on investment. How much time and money are they willing to put into making it ranked a better experience whenever you have such a low player base that is playing ranked? Yeah. And like I said, that may change with the inclusion of respawn modes and things like that in ranked. Whether I agree with it or not, whether I think that it is a good thing or not, that is beside the point. The fact of the matter is, is like there's a low return on investment. So the people that play ranked but don't play ranked anymore because there's not enough rewards and there's not enough there's not enough incentive to play it, it. You're not helping out at all because you're not showing that you're playing ranked actively. They're looking at the active player numbers. They're looking at how many people are actively queuing into the ranked queues. If you go online and you're like, I'm not playing ranked again until we get better rewards and they're looking at the information, they're going to say, well, we don't have enough players that are actively invested in ranked mode to actually put incentives in there for people to play it. And I think that that goes that goes without saying all across the board for the people that go out there and they're like, I'm not playing this game anymore for insert reason here until they fix insert reason here you're not really helping anything. You're hurting the overall state of everything because you're not actively playing the game. You're not actively giving feedback on the game. They're going to look at your account and see that you haven't played in six months, and they're going to say, well, that person's opinion 
pretty much doesn't matter because they're not an active player. That's what I got out of that. And I could be taking that information and just completely running with it or just whatever. But that's, I've dealt with return on investment. I've dealt with it a lot at work and things like that. And it's like, they're right. That is how business works. Yeah, dude. That's, that's just the way that it is. You got to trim the fat. I mean. Exactly. You're not going to spend the resources on it. like Yeah. So if you've got 10 times the amount of players playing respawn modes over ranked, then what are they going to focus on? Well, when you look at Battlezone, yes. it's like, oh, now we know what you guys have been doing. Like, yeah. that's okay. This makes sense now. Yeah. You just jump ship and went to this little idea. Yeah. And and I'm hoping that the ROI on, on Battlezone is better than the ROI of ranked but i hope it's not so good that they in turn think that that's going to be the savior for ranked because it's not you're going to alienate a lot of your players by doing that so there's a intricate balancing act that they have to do here to try to make a good experience a rewarding experience and also please the player base uh this next little snippet here they're actually talking about talent in this so i do really quick there was the discussion, uh, Lucifer. Man, I'm just wow. like answering all of your questions today. I wonder why. Uh, was seeing, uh, <laughs> was asking a question, well, Lucifer. kind of asking a question, but more <laughs> opposing a statement about reverting Talendart. Um, so Talendart, I think, was something that the design team I know was looking at last year post talent changes because it felt very much like he was gutted, right? Um, we made that change, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, Talon's ability is absolutely useless. Like, why don't I just play something like Ronin instead? So um, this is this is a piece of feedback I've passed along before. I believe in the past the team said that this was going to be reverted, but I don't know if that reverting ever went through. I don't know if it was a revert. No, I'm thinking about it. I don't think it was revert as much as it was a buff. I think they were talking about a buff to make it better. I'll follow up with I'll follow up with the team next week and then hopefully uh and then hopefully be able to to get you more information. So there's possible changes coming up to Talon. And I mean I think that he needs changes. I think all they need to do is just make the radius back to the original radius like of the radius. of the beta of the beta and then leave everything else and it'll be okay. It'll give it the the radius back. It hurt the dart, man. That's what hurt it. Was it just hurt the radius, the dart. man. I know they were using it whatever to get the full body reveal. Yeah, I like the, the dart better. Yeah, but they can Fuck keep. It. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> what if it did this? You still get the same radius. Now cut it down half of that. If they're within that. Then it marks them. How about that? Get closer within the tap. We'll get closer to the yeah, dart. Yeah, if you're itself. real close to the dart, it's gonna mark you. Yeah, yeah. you know, because so it's like half the do- size it used to be. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I mean, you literally got thrown on a spot. Like I mean, they're gonna shoot point, it too fast. They'll find it. That's what yeah, I always like, find. At it. this point, sticky <laughs> sensors are stronger. Yeah. Oh yeah, those are good because you can get two and you can throw them anywhere. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of times, dude, man, when you you just run in and you hear that Talon dart deep in the left speaker. Yeah. And it's like, they're over there. I heard the dart. Yeah. And people usually shoot it so fast. And it blinks, 
it's like of just a blinking light begging to be shot. Uh, this next little snippet is a uh, a quick little clip about gadgets and perks. You know if there's discussion on new gadgets and perks this year. Oh, so I think I think y'all are are going to be in for a treat this year on on the topic of perks, gadgets, mixing things up a bit. I think you're you're going to be in in for a treat. So. I so here's what I think is going to happen. This is a oh, bro- broadcast prediction for <laughs> perks theory. and gadgets. Um, I think that they are going to make uh, gadgets mastery so that you can swap the gadgets out if you want to. Mm-hmm. And I think that they are going to do a perks type system like I talked about many, many months ago many months ago at this point and make it to where you can mix and match mix and match the perks that you want for your specific characters. Yeah. And if they but, do, I want a little kickback. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I put this out into the ether forever ago. And people on Reddit shit all over it. Shit all over it. I think and this it, is a bad idea and that's the case. They're eliminating every bit of tactical of this fucking game. They're going to let you build like a loadout for your character? That's pretty much what You get a loadout now? I like the original concept. You had to to really think about the rogue, uh, what gun they had, what gun they had, what kind of utilities and fucking lethals they had, what the perks they had, and you chose based on all of those factors. Now it's just like... Oh, I like Dima's fucking blast, but I can put any gun I want to on him in his categories. And I can pick all his perks now, and I can put C4 if I want to. Well, if you think about it, they have their BR now, and they need to kind of mesh all that up for that. Yeah. So they'll just do it across the board. Yeah. I mean, how many times have they changed demolition, stuff in demolition because of other modes where it's like, well, we need, you know, they got more armor. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I'm all for changing. Rogue Company BR, so give me a map then. Give me a BR map. Yeah, a decent size map. Besides that, dude, any, being able to select your own gadgets, it's not going to be great. Because I'm telling you, somebody's going to master, like, Simtex. Oh, and it's going to get nasty. I'm telling you, the Simtex two... is going to become meta, dude. It's going to get nasty, yeah, dude. And I'm telling you, I bet you Stems will, too, because Stems are really strong. Yeah, I mean, get tri- nasty. oh my god, a whole, whole team of trip mines. We're not gonna just do this shit again. Are trip mines and arbitrators, dude. Just <laughs> oh, dude. yeah. Okay. Anyway, and then the whole assembling your perks, like it literally just takes away like the whole bio of a character. Yeah. So we just got you get a loadout. You get to and, pick the, between yeah. all the weapons, all the gadgets, all that's, the perks, all the. That's not why I came. Whoa! You just changed the game up. Yeah, that's not why I came here. Yeah. So, so I, f- I have a feeling that they're either going to do that or they're like, I can see them doing gadget mastery for sure. And I'm not exact because they've basically already introduced that into battle zone more or less because you have access to all these different yeah. gadgets. So, and it's a single life mode and they're going to base their decision making off of a very specific game mode with very specific rules to it, which is yeah. not a good idea. It ain't the move. 
Right. But they did say that in the Project Sane initiative, whenever we were talking about that earlier, is like they're looking at they're going to look at some of the perks. I think that they're going to go in there and they're going to get rid of some of the perks that aren't really good or worth yeah. buying. I think that they're going to either introduce new perks. They're going to rework some of the perks yeah. that we you know currently have. Combine some of them. Yeah. Or, or they could just flat out do a perk buy system, kind of like what I talked about in my video, where you can customize your rogue yeah. the way that you want to with the perk sets. We should just have access to everything. I mean, at this point. Let me pick from anything. Like, give me the whole perk. I, you know. Well, and that could that could be something that they end up doing, too, because the idea of Battles on Again, they took a lot of those perks and meshed them together and created a new perk out of it yeah. and charged more for that perk. They could take those same perks and apply that to demolition and uh, readjust the costs of each perk, and then you would actually have, like, um, replenish and resupply built yeah. into one perk. You would have, you know, whatever else. I, I don't like uh, slide of hand. Well, not yeah. slide of hand, but nimble hands and um, shredder rounds built into one perk. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So I could definitely see... Something like that happening. But this is all speculation just based off of what she's saying because she said that, that things are going to get mixed up a little bit. That that implies that you're going to be able to mix and match. I'm, I'm listening. I'm reading between the lines here, and that's kind of what I got out of it. You know, This next clip is probably the most important clip that we have of the night. This is actually talking about Lancer and shotguns, specifically the Arbitrator. So let's check this beautiful bean footage out. Oh, God. Uh, is Lancer ever going to get looked at? The character is beyond broken. Okay, so let's quickly talk about Lancer, and let's let's quickly talk about the Arbitrator. Arbitrator? Oh, shit. Please tell me it's the weapon name, and I didn't butcher that name. Um, yeah. Let's quickly talk about this. <laughs> Never heard that before. So this comes up on the subreddit, and... Um, and uh, I've I've seen it come up a couple times on on Twitter. I know that this is a concern. Uh, okay. I, <laughs> funny thing, whenever I was in the design meeting with um with Scott, uh, that's Gandhi, and we know the rest of the design team, <laughs> we talked about some of the weapon balance, and um I brought up that players feel that ar the arbitrator is still really really strong, and uh. <laughs> Understatement. And Scott literally put his face in his hands and he said, "What do we do with this gun?" <laughs> and uh, I think uh, Nick uh, Pretty Hair <laughs> brought up a really, really good point in that meeting. And one thing that the the team I think is is now examining is, is it the combination of the arbitrator and the lancer, or no. the gun no. itself? Yeah. The gun. So one of the things. That I think, and I think both is like very overpowering. So Messiah of Luck, R and Jesus says both, and I think that the Arbitrator yeah. with a replenish reload is so obscenely powerful because shotguns otherwise are balanced. Their damage is balanced by the fact, like the risk reward, is typically that they have this slow reload time, right? Like, yeah, yeah. you might get eighty damage on a body shot. We know it, how the bitch bonkers, works, you but know? like you have to sit there and reload it. And so if you're not managing that and you get caught off guard, you're just dead. Like, I mean, I was mm. playing Halo Infinite over mm -hmm. the holidays, as I imagine most people were. 
Were they? And <laughs> anytime I had a shotgun, I thought <laughs> so shotgun was my favorite weapon in Halo 1 and yet it was my least favorite weapon in Infinite because every single time I had it, I was reloading. <laughs> so, I think the combination, yeah, of the Lancer passive that reload no. plus the fact that it's a high damage weapon you being think? a shotgun is extremely <laughs> Halo Infinite shotgun. It doesn't matter who's got it. <laughs> because Scorch has replenished. Powerful. Yeah, that's, um, so that's the it's one. The, it's the shotgun. It's that just Scorch or that bitch that's in, like, whoa. Um, in this sink this week. And it's something that I think the team is, is mindful gun. of. Shotguns yes, feel like a gut shotgun punch in battle gun. zone. The gun being able to fully yeah, I can, reload Yeah, I can absolutely see that too. So maybe make Lancer reload for get half. Down. I think that's that's a good suggestion as well. Um, I think so. The thing Shades mentioned, uh, since I know this is being recorded, so I'm, I'm gonna try to make sure yeah, that your comments you know are being read, is. so that whenever this is listened to, it's not like oh. a vacuum. Um, I'm Shades said I'm also Ooh. kind of surprised it took this long for Lancer plus Arbitrator to be discovered. To be honest, no. Part of me agrees it's, with that, but the other part of me understands it's not the why. combo. Nah. We didn't buff shotguns until. Was it the battle zone update nah, it was before or the that. one before it? Damn, I so, knew that. I don't like work two or there. three updates ago. Um, time time has become meaningless for me. Time is just <laughs> all the patches are just a vacuum. Uh, vacuum, vacuum of time. Uh, we buff shotguns because shotguns were just never used. Yeah, people didn't use them. They were just not really picked. They were. Seen, I think, by They're players like, as having way too many downsides <laughs> to yeah. um, having upsides, especially compared to ARs. Like, uh, I, I know That's that we had, oh my life, god, right? 225 listeners? What even? Anyways, um, so yeah, the, the, the shotguns, I think, were, were really, really um, poor, uh, in, in really bad state. And so we changed that. And of course, like the arbitrator on Lancer, I think is really strong because she is a flanker. So she has the capability, unlike a lot of other characters, to throw on her stealth, <laughs> to throw on her stealth, what? her Q, her ability, and yeah. essentially sneak up behind someone and immediately two tap you. And then roll, get a reload, and two tap someone else, right? Unless she has replenished. I know how it works. I think it just feels so overwhelming. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think the Arbitrator is still extremely strong. And I think it is the combination. So I think mm -mm. it's the combination That's of the Arbitrator and know. Lancer. Um, and the team, I think, is is making sure, uh, is really examining that relationship as well. Um, so, yeah, your feedback is is really important on that one, too, is like, is it the combination of Arbitrator and Lancer that makes that feel overwhelming? Or nah. is it just the gun itself? So I can tell you two reasons why right now. Uh, it's the gun, it's the range, and it's the damage output. Here's my two reasons. Uh, Scorch <laughs> and fucking that'll do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Those two. How many times you get close to those guys, they just go boom. And they both like, damn, damn, I'm dead. See, this oh, is, yeah. that's it's the whole fact that the shotgun itself can just get replenished with characters that have replenished. Yeah. All three of now, those characters. If have everybody had to reload that for real, it'd be okay. That's a different story. Yeah. Doc would be okay. Let's take skill be okay. to down someone and back mm -hmm. off and reload that bitch and do it again. It takes skill. 
Yeah. The skill's it's, just taken away with the reload. It's not Lancer. It's, I mean, it's so it's not really the character. It's more like the perk replenish and the yeah. arbitrator. It's Dude, not actually the character. When I always run into the arbitrator, it ain't ever Lancer. Yeah. No, That's not the one switch. I run into. Switch. It's everybody. Yeah, it's her a lot. It is her yeah. a lot. It's a deadly you, combo. Once in a blue moon, man, you will. You'll get an anvil, and he'll yeah. just wreck ship. And you're like, oh, he dear. Will. He'll have a shield. He'll just be turtled in, and it's like, damn, it's he's got that fucking shotgun, man. I can't get close to yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think y'all are both right on that. I mean, I think that we're looking at two different things that really have no relation to one another that are now forced to be in relation with one another. So the arbitrator is bo- broken absolutely because you have a perk that allows you to reload re- your weapon not only when you down someone, but whenever you shoot someone and kill them while they are downed. Instantly. So, so if you're a smart person, if you have one bullet in the chamber and someone's pushing you and there's a down person close to them, you can thirst the down, get the full reload, turn on them and blast them away. Right. Yeah. And so, get three shots and make it look like it was never even happening. <laughs> right. So, so you have replenish actually being an issue. Then on the other side of the world, you also have Lancer's passive ability, which we have talked about. And I've talked about so much that the reason that Lancer is broken is one of two things. You either take away life drain or you take away her or you nerf her passive ability. One of those two things is going to balance her out. Her ability is not the problem. Padded steps isn't the problem. It's the fact that she can roll, reload, down someone full health. Roll, reload, down someone full health. So in order to balance the shotgun without going in and tweaking the damage numbers of it, they're going to have to completely redo the replenish perk. They're going to have to redesign it, which they could make a perk that makes you reload faster without having to. Yeah, that would be better. Exactly. Or a slide of hand, something. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have to either take the the access to the arbitrator away from Lancer, uh, which which we know is not going to happen because weapon no. mastery exists. So they're going to actually have to nerf Lancer's passive ability. So maybe the arbitrator is a blessing. Is the Lancer in the, killer? No, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I mean, a blessing you know what in I mean? disguise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it comes in and yeah. it's like, well, we have to change her because this is broken. Yeah. I because, mean, we have to. Yeah. Because, like, you can be as aggressive as you want to be with Lancer because you have that passive in your back pocket. It's fun. (laughs) Also, you can be as aggressive as you want to be with characters that have access to replenish, but you because you have that in your back pocket as well. You know that if you can at least out-aim that person by one bullet, one damage number, that you're going to get a full clip and possibly even get health back. I am. So... They found the two outliers, and there's a couple of more that's involved in that. Maybe the the arbitrator is going to force them to redesign the perks and redesign some of the passives to to balance it around one weapon. But I think that the weapon is fine when you remove all the variables. Yeah, when you remove all the cheesy shit. Yes, exactly. After that, it's just a gun. It's like you have to reload it. You know, yeah. you got two shots. Exactly. But with those, you know, and the reload is slow. I mean. Yeah, yeah, dude. If you can reload that and down a whole team, that's skill. Mm-hmm. That's but you got to have all this 
replenish on it. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. But the like That's the tough. three main characters that will Dude, be the running. Scorch is the worst one. Run and but she. I hear the, we've always talked one, about. Imagine Lancer with arbitrators like yeah, but all I ever see is a scorch with one, and the bitch is deadly. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, and all in all, at the end of the day, the barrel roll to reload if she if she already has replenish. So like if she downs the character, she doesn't have to reload. Yeah. You know, she already gets it back. Hit you with the fire, then hit you with the you know, shot. Time that she'll have to use the reload to get her, yeah, the dodge roll to get a reload is if she misses her shots, which I'm going to say like eight out of ten. You're probably not doing. You're probably yeah. hitting. Them. You know what I mean? I've been killed by a lot of scorches. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I've been scorched, people, dude. That run, people that run shotguns tend to hit their shots. I've been scorched. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't yeah. know, man. Maybe they could just like, like, are they not going to mess with the guns anymore? Yeah, this game. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> like what? I don't know. Like add another bullet to the arbitrator and then take damage off of it or something. <laughs> I, I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. These guns a lot. Like they have, but like they've never messed with the arbitrator that much. If you think about better. it, the arbitrator, arbitrator used to be completely useless. Yeah, and then now it's. And now it's one of the best right? Was it was like yeah, yeah it was around that the, time the reticle blooms. Yeah, the pellets. Yeah, I was just that was also the yeah again. They fixed the new, pellets, and it's like and, what's and that mean? Now, well, I made all, all the shotguns pretty good except for the SLK shotgun. Yeah, yeah, still dog water. Yeah, so I mean they finally got it in a good state, and then now. If they do any damage changes or range changes to it, it's going to feel un, it's going to feel useless again. So it's a very fine line, like we've talked about so much. It's like there are certain weapons that that it's they have to walk this tightrope in order to be able to balance them. And maybe the issues aren't the weapons and the damage themselves. Maybe it's an outlying factor. That's what it seems to be here. That's the yeah. yeah. So this next little snippet is just talking about potential changes to game modes in the future. So this isn't this is going to lead right into Battle Zone as the next one, but this one's just about game modes in general. Are we getting new game modes? Hello there, two four. Um, I can't speak to that. I don't know mm. for certain um, if you're getting <laughs> brand new game modes this year. I am, uh, but. I know that we are making changes to some of the existing. My drink in came the future, out my nose so, when she said um, that. Yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled on your two patch notes. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, that was it on game notes. Twenty eight seconds on game. The game modes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> So, so basically, I, I feel like they're probably going to go in and make some demolition changes, strike out, possibly King of the Hill, especially when they start bringing stuff specifically into ranked. There's going to be a ton of changes comes with a lot of the core game modes at that point, and um, and I'm hoping that it's all changes for the better, you know. Uh, but this next one goes into battles on. Now, this she gives a little insight here onto how battles on is actually performing and what could potentially be going on with battle zone moving into the second year of rogue company so let's check this out 
Handsome Jack asks, can we actually have a more battle royale feeling, meaning a free-for-all mode on Battlezone, not a team's Battlezone? If you like Battlezone, please send us like feedback and stuff like this. Because um, mm-hmm. I think we've... I know I've sat in, in conversations with design and said things like, you know, the community would really like to see things like bigger maps for Battlezone. Bigger maps. And I, I think there's been... Um, there's been a lot of investment and interest. Put in all the maps together. How about that? Team side. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see bigger and better things coming to Battlezone in 2022. Uh, and someone did ask me before this was all recording, before I kick this off, someone did ask me uh, the invisible, oh. <laughs> invisible weapons, the, the empty chests in Battlezone. Is this intentional? No, we absolutely did not intend Oof. to ship mystery crates <laughs> with this release. Um, as I as I kind of mentioned uh, in passing earlier, um, found out that this was a known issue the 10, 10 p.m. or so before uh, the yeah. Monday before the patch shipped. Um, it is before not it intentional, and there are actually weapons in those chests. It should pop up with an interact button whenever you go up to them, even if there's no weapons in them. You should be able to pick them up. You can still pick it up and uh, look at it and but see what it is. That is a known issue, and it's not in today's hotfix. I will have a better idea if we're doing another hotfix before the next release. Uh, next week, I meet with QA on a Tuesday. So, fingers crossed. They know it's a, a, a frustrating issue, and... Um, you know, as I said, we caught it before it went out. Uh, we, we rather, we caught it as like a known issue before the patch went out, but uh, we're not able to fix it because at that point, the patch is already shipped <laughs> in, a, in a lot of ways. Like it's already locked in with Epic. It's already locked in with Steam. Um, our partners already have it. So uh, N- Nintendo and Sony and Xbox, uh, Microsoft, so mm-hmm. they already have it. So can't, cannot change the, the build at that point. So if you want battles on, give feedback. So here's my feedback. Change it. Well, look, dude. This if you think about it, when I was thinking about, like, why don't they just put all the maps together? It's like, dude, they could build a map. Like a big map. Yeah. Where you got Breach over here. You got, you know, Factory here. You got Glacier here. Like, you could have a whole map. And and put that in Realm Royale. Because we don't want to do that over here. You know? Yeah, I know but that wouldn't be fun. I might go check that out if they did that. I mean, yeah, for sure, right? So this next one, it's just a little. The reason that I put this in here is because of of pro play, because of tournament play and everything like that. And I think that the response that she has to this is very amusing. That's all I'm going to say. So let's kick it off. It's not that long, and then we'll we'll go into it a little bit. This is a smoke grenade bug. Yeah. Update on looking through smoke with oh. utility bug. Can you have more details on that? Go ahead and send that in the... Because that doesn't sound familiar. Green Boy, do you know... Like, you know more details on this. Yeah, let, let me know if there's, there's details on this. If it has been fixed, cool. Um, if it hasn't been, please... If you've seen it with the new release, go ahead and send me a, a bug fix on it. Okay, so the reason that I dropped this in here, if you go back and if you look at any of the live streams from the CMG tournament or from any of the CMG competitive rogue company things ever, you constantly see 
people buying grenades or buying utility and they'll pull it out whenever there's a smoke grenade and that circle that shows the explosion radius of the actual utility you can see through the smoke with that that's been in the game forever what? oh yeah yeah for sure huh yeah you, i didn't you, know that was a thing you oh know, yeah there's a smoke out there and then you just pull it out and go to throw it and it's like oh there's people there yeah you pull it back where you can see the explosion That's radius circle broken as fuck dude but that goes to show you that that the community manager isn't even watching the competitive scene at all you shouldn't be allowed to use smoke grenades in the competitive scene because that's yeah, I mean, that that's all it is. So whenever you're pushing up into an area, you throw a smoke grenade, and someone on your team, let's say you're playing with Dima, pulls the frag grenade out and and moves around to where that circle hovers over. He can look, th- you can see the outline of people. You can see clearly who the character is that's standing. That. Oh, yeah, for sure. So if you go back and watch any of the competitive play that's that's been up, it's happening constantly. And I just, I find it very funny. dude. That's... Like, um, it's just funny that like it's not it, it, it's like a gadget wall hack just yeah let me oh, look yeah. through that that's someone paid money for that and threw it out but hey here we go yeah so <laughs> so that's a thing man i just thought it was funny that like you can literally go back and watch the 10k that happened at land and you can see they that happening oh, oh yeah the entire time i didn't even know you could do that yeah you, did you know Whenever I started watching them playing competitively, I saw them doing okay. it. Yeah. So I'm over here like, I might use it now. I mean, if it's in the game. Yeah. I might have to. I mean, the it's, other team's doing it. That makes sense now. Yeah. That's well, it's like, how they send me through the smoke? Yeah. Hey, how many times you said that? Like, yeah. How they send me through the smoke? Man, that, a grenade. That's exactly how they did it. Uh, this next thing up is a little bit of insight into the future of the creator program for Rogue Company. You'll also be able to spend more time with the creator program. So the creator program, uh, I, whenever I came on, um, and this is, again, I'm sorry, I'm retrospectiving, but I, I feel like it's it's more valuable for me to be forthright, honest, transparent with you guys. Um and literally treat you like the human beings, the smart human beings you are. Uh, but I, uh, I know that our creators, whenever I came on board, a lot of programs were in what is called in the industry an MVP state. And MVP is not most valuable player. <laughs> it is a minimal viable product. So what that means is for things like the creator program, it means like there's an application page and, and we have creator tags and discord and, and we're making sure our creators get things like codes. Um, but does it, you know, does it, uh, does it really offer creators, for instance, like a real benefit to being in the program? Like, do they get to talk to the developers? Like, do they get to preview new content before it comes out so they can, you know, really get their feedback in ahead of time? and mm-hmm. uh you know kind of be a voice for the for the wider community like do they have those kind of opportunities and uh we want to make sure that moving into 2022 that is that is uh that is something everybody gets a fair shot well and with that information it they're going to move into a direction to where they're actually going to be 
potentially allowing some of the creators to um, have access to some of this content a little bit earlier and give their feedback on this, right? Yeah. And I mean, I'm... I'm sure that yeah. it's it's happened at other game, you know, other developers yeah. and things like that. I get that. But to me, what it sounds like is there needs to be almost like a PTS type situation that is, you know, available so that you can actually go in there and pull members of of your community as a creator partner into that and yeah. actively get feedback of people that are playing the game with you in that moment. On all platforms. Exactly. And I think that that's something that would, that would be way more helpful than what the PTS currently is. Yeah. Switch included. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if, if they put up a, you know, a test build or whatever and allowed it and put put it out live and, and Brad, Radthar, whoever goes live and they're like, all right, all we're doing is custom games. All we're doing is testing out this specific thing and I want everybody's feedback on it. Go. And I think that that would be a really, really good thing for the community and also a really yeah. good for, thing for the developers but is that what this is going to be? I think this this is going to be, hey, Scott and the gang are all getting on, and it's going to be the same handful of people, and they're going to be playing such and such. And the feedback yeah. that the developers are going to get from the partners are, well, if I give negative feedback, then I could have my partner status removed. Yeah. I don't want to get on the bad side. So, you know? Yeah. So I, I think, yeah, I, I get it as well. So I, yeah. I think that. It's a good thought and a good idea in theory, but I think in execution, there's going to be a lot of bullshit that's going to seep its way through. And that's just the reality of the situation. So uh, this clip, uh, so this is a potential cue for Fireside Chat. Also, the next one is a possible submission of questions for Fireside Chat, which I believe that I had sent a message to High Res Mini about including. We'll do both of these clips back to back and see what's going on in relation to the fireside chats moving forward. Will you at least consider a stage in a form of some of us raising hands, get on talk? Yes. So I have thought about this, hmm. but I have also had horrible experiences <laughs> with, and, and yeah. yes. So the short answer is yes. And mm -hmm. the, the long answer is I used to have like completely open channels whenever I ran these with spell break, scared. completely open channels. And I have been screamed at, screamed down, yeah. um, had people play, like, come in and ruin the experience for everyone playing loud music. And the the difficult thing is, is like, I have to have moderators in there taking people, like, basically muting people quickly whenever that happens so that, um, oh, so that, that doesn't happen. And if I just <laughs> am doing it this way, then I don't have to, I don't have to demand our mods be around anytime I do these. Cause I don't, our mods are all volunteers and I don't want to be like, yeah, you absolutely have to be here at 3 PM on a Friday to moderate my nonsense. Um, I hear you regarding the stage thing. Do you want them to make some sort of contest, a survey thing, and choose some people to actually talk on stages based on those surveys? Um, yeah, I've thought about this. I've thought about essentially taking questions ahead of time. The only issue I have with taking questions ahead of time is I, I don't want to leave people out who... Yeah, there's like two sides to this, right? Well, I don't want to leave people out who are unable to submit questions and basically just show up the day of. But I also understand that not everyone can show up the day of and maybe has a question they really want answered. So I think 
I th yeah, I, I think TLDR is these kind of chats will evolve. These were literally a spurn of the moment kind of thing for me. This is, I think, the third or the fourth one I did. Uh, mm. I've done. Okay, so I actually get my answer. She didn't send it directly to me, but I, basically I got my answer. And the yeah. fact that, like, let, let's break this situation down just, just for a second here. So I sent a message. I'm like, hey, why don't you set up like a Google Docs form where people can submit questions um, so that people that can't attend can actually get questions in and you could potentially fill those questions ahead of time, reach out to the department that's associated with it since nobody gives you any information apparently. Yeah. And that way you can speak to this on a very intelligent high level so that people yeah. that want that information can get that information. She's coming out and saying, well, what about the people that show up day of? And it's like, well, here's an idea, right? How about you split the responsibilities of this? Why don't you take in questions from the community ahead of time? And then you also have the ability to take in questions as you're actually doing it. And you combine yeah. the two into one thing. Because a lot of people are going to submit the same questions over and oh, over wow. and over again. Yeah, exactly. Good survey. Just get a good survey together. Exactly. You'll be able to field all those questions and basically minimize the amount of time that you're scrolling through ch chat, trying to find one specific question that one person asked 15 minutes ago. You're going to negate all of that. You're going to be able to take that in. And then you can also, I don't know, leave links to the form and have access to yeah. the page where people submit this information and you can go through it in real time or, I don't know, have someone go through it for you and submit these questions into a queue. Like, we need to think outside the box here. If you're going to continue to do this and give the community information, then let's yeah. expand this to make it a little bit more inclusive. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because right now, they're just doing it in a Discord group. Yeah. It's not big enough. You you got to move past that. Like Yeah. Because there's other people that, you know, there's, I mean, dude, they don't pull any views when they're doing that. It's like. So I think that if you really knuckle down and really put your mind to it, I think that you can develop a very, very good system or hell message me back on discord and I can put the system together for you because it's not <laughs> that hard. You know, well, you'll even get a guy on Fiverr to do the graphics for it. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I'll make it happen. Got a guy here. He did it for twenty five dollars. Like yeah, <laughs> crazy. Uh, this last one here is about. All right. So this is something that I thought was very interesting, very fascinating. I had to clip it out and put it in here. It's only twenty seven seconds long, but I think that this is something that may be visited again in the future. So let's check this out. Community tournaments. Yeah. So, um, you know, if players in the community want to want to. Uh, host tournaments and want support from from me like rewards i know i gave uh fancy ghost um some battle pass codes for that and i think year one codes for that um you know please reach out to me if you're if you're making a tournament i'm happy to support that okay so uh, like yeah <laughs> exactly so so you know, basically what i'm seeing here or what i'm hearing what i heard they they were given a lot of these codes and stuff to the creator partners right so if if i am streaming one night and i'm like all right we're gonna have a tournament right anybody that wants to get involved with it can just come over here and be a part of the tournament then i can reach out to her and i can ask for yeah. codes as giveaways for the tournament and she oh, will help us out that's what she said 
That's kind of how she made it sound. I mean, I mean, I'm keeping this up because in the future, I'm remember that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, I'm gonna it, call her out on it. I'll send her the link. Yeah, you know, like I'll be Look like, it. yeah, you know, I'll I'll send the link and be like, hey, I want to have it. I want to have a tournament for my community. Can we uh, get some codes here? We're raising money for charity. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Right. So where's the code? But that is everything from the community section. I know that this was a little bit of a different type of community section, but the fireside chats is something that I want to continue to happen because I do feel like that we get a lot more insight on the workings or non-workings of first watch games. And it kind of gives us some insight into exactly how things are going. Because if you listen to the whole thing, you can read between the lines and see exactly what's going on within the company. And there's also a lot of subtle hints that's dropped in there as well. So it's very interesting. And I wanted to do this for the community section this week. But if you want to get involved in the community section on the next episode of the broadcast, please be sure to hit us up on Discord. The link is in the description. There will be a section called Broadcast Contributions. You can actually submit those contributions into that section, and we'll address them. If you don't want to do that, you can tweet us at Broadcast, or you can shoot us an email, broadcast at gmail.com. We will be willing to accept any and all feedback, and uh, you know, if it's good stuff, then we will tackle that and bring it up on the next episode. So, for the broadcast, I'm here with Cole Reed. <laughs> I'm here with Garbo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. And I'm here with Griffin. Can y'all hear no. me? Yeah, I can, I can <laughs> Dude, I, was, I said it, and then it got quiet, and then I said it again, and then y'all started laughing. I was like, all right, I'm so sorry. Let's do it again. My mic's fucking up. All right. So, so this is episode number 16 of the unofficial, official, unofficial Rogue Company podcast broadcast. I'm here with Co Reed. I'm here with Dirt Lord. I'm here with Garbo. And I'm here with Griffin. And thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a good one.